This morning, we've got a great conversation. Uh, if you are one of those people that is looking uh, and seeing what influencers are doing, uh, are following their stories and their posts on Instagram, TikTok, well, you don't want to miss this one. In studio with me this morning, I have Sheila Changangu, uh, Marketing Director of Visa, Nelson Aseka, CEO and co-founder of Affluence, and uh, Stephen Kariuki from Loop DFS, uh, who sponsors the Visa Everywhere Initiative. Uh, lady and gentlemen, welcome to Capital FM. Thank you. It is great to have you with us uh, and always a pleasure to have uh, really exciting conversations to get going. So we are talking about the Visa Everywhere Initiative. Uh, so uh, Sheila, I'll start with you. Uh, maybe just tell us a little bit about the initiative um, and how it's supporting innovation and collaboration within the fintech industry. Thanks for it. Um, if I may just start by explaining a little bit about what Visa is, who Perfect. Visa is and what Visa does. So Visa is um, a global payments technology company and we facilitate um, you know, payments uh, between merchants, governments and consumers all around the world. So we're the company that provides the technology that actually makes your cards work. Yeah, so this is why you can go to a merchant, make a payment at the post machine, um, and that payment will actually go mm. through. So we provide that technology. Can, can I just jump in there? Because it's not, you know, the, the, the common conception or misconception is it's a credit card. That is not Visa. That has The landscape has changed dramatically in the last decade. So it is actually a technology company because a physical card is actually not necessary anymore. That I think that's where, where it's changed, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, why I said we're a payments technology company and not a card companies because you know credentials have changed so your card credentials can sit on your phone they can sit on a wearable say your watch um, in some instances um, you know so so like you're right you know it, it, it's changed totally in terms of how you can you know use your card credentials to actually make payments so just um, you know pivoting into the discussion on the visa everywhere initiative um, it's a global innovation program where we invite startups, entrepreneurs, and businesses from around the world, um, you know, who, who want to develop innovation and financial solutions. Um, so the goal is really to solve payment challenges, um, improve customer experience, and really drive the financial services industry forward. So we realize that um, you know the traditional ways of um, sort of solving for these problems might not always work, and mm. fintechs are you know a lot more agile. They are nimble. Um, they they really can go to the grassroots and you know solve solve those problems so this is why we're so excited about this initiative um, you know it the, the, the initiative comprises of several competitions um, across the world where um, the winners actually get the opportunity to work with visa and our partners like loop DFS who are here today um, to develop their conce concepts actually look for capital you know venture capital get funding um, and even win some prize money yeah. uh, you know you, you you're going into this space of uh, sort of nurturing the startup ecosystem, which is such a big thing here as well, because what I've seen, uh, having worked a little bit in that space over the last couple of years, uh, is that the startups get there's some incredible ideas in the startup infrastructure, startup industry, but it is this this little bit of funding that will just get them, you know, get the ball rolling. So these ideas often just disappear into thin air. And what you guys are doing is saying, hold on, we can help, you know, and 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 and, uh, and also having the backing of Visa is, is you know, a huge testament when they're going looking for more funding, I suppose, for the second round Series B or Series A, whatever it is, right? Um, let's move over to you, Stephen, very quickly. Um, as a fintech itself, how does Loop see itself partnering with other fintechs? So thank you so much, Farid, for this question. Huh? So one of the biggest thing as Loop DFS is that uh, at the heart of everything that we do is enabling growth for our customers and our partners. 
that means that uh, when it comes to our partnerships, uh, the partnership, uh, uh, an example, the partnership we have with Visa, one of the biggest things that we want to do is that one, just deliver cut catalyze growth for all the fintechs that uh, are playing with this uh, uh, within this space and um, this is where now when it comes to what we've done uh, uh, through the discover pay and grow pillars that we have is that one from a payment perspective we have brought in um, rails uh, that uh, that stretch from mobile money to banking that means uh, fintechs and uh, startups are able to come in plug into this and design experiences and solutions that then are able to be enjoyed by their customers delivering experiences that are basically very unique and uh, very, very pleasant to their so customers, yeah. You, so Loop itself is helping to design the infrastructure, like the back end, so that then startups can come in and create their their platform, their solution, is that? Exactly. Okay. We're right. giving them the ability to build off an already existing platform. That's cool, that's yeah. really cool and huge. Is that like the first of its kind to be done, something like this? Exactly, currently I, I don't believe anyone has actually um, put together the mobile money world and the banking world under one platform to ensure that ca guys can come and customize the tailor-make designs that sit on top of that. So it would be like a turnkey solution for, for fintech exactly. products. That's yeah. cool. I love that. Um, now, uh, we'll move over to you, um, uh, Nelson, quickly. Um, so uh, could you elaborate on to us what Affluence's technology brings in the influence marketing space? Yeah, that's uh, just to put it simply, what I like to say is that we're using the power of AI to drive word of mouth at scale, to mm -hmm. accelerate customer acquisition, growth, and behavior change for global brands and organizations. So you know that word of mouth is uh, the most impactful marketing tool today, and, you know, and that only works through trusted networks. So mm. we're leveraging trust networks to find people who relate with each other to drive these conversions that we're looking for. And that is going to change, I would assume, uh, because we're talking about sort of data analytics and AI. Uh, mm -hmm. That is going to drive, uh, that's going to create a much easier conversation with the client to say this is the per perfect person to push this product. Is that correct? 100%. I mean, we know AI has changed everything. So. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm referred to as a, is it a nano influ or a micro? I don't know. It should I, be I have 12,000 followers <laughs> on Instagram. But like, if you look at my follower list, yeah. it's like seriously like, you know, important people. That follow. Yes, exactly. And so, you know, but, but a lot of times what you'll see is a client will look at sheer numbers. Yeah. This person has a million uh, followers versus yeah. this person's 12,000. So we're going to go with this person and they realize that doesn't work for their product. Yeah. So you're changing that narrative. We're changing that narrative. We're moving away from the traditional influencer marketing model. We are now focusing on trust and authenticity. Okay. So you'll find that, you know, the traditional way of looking at celebrities and socialites doesn't really work in terms of driving conversion. Consumers are becoming designing every day and they, the first thing they think about a brand is that they're skeptical about the brand. And so if they attach you as a person being paid as a celebrity to uh, <coughs> you know, drive uh, uptake of their brands, they're also skeptical about you, so you, they don't drive conversion. That's, that's really interesting because yeah. you will see a influencer pushing product A and then tomorrow product B in the same range. 100%. So let's just put the telecoms together. They'll be pushing Safaricom today and Airtel tomorrow. And yes. then, then there's no there's no there's legitimacy no to that. Yeah, yeah authenticity. That's correct. Exactly, yeah. Okay, that's so, really interesting that you're going <coughs> you're using AI and data analytics to help yeah. <coughs> drive your clients to that uh, decision. Exactly. And that's that's really important because I think what then you'll see is a lot more conversion 100%, and believability. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about influencer marketing, the landscape, how it's changing, and obviously 
see. I think you've touched on it. AI is going to change it dramatically. Uh, and come back and talk a little bit more about this incredible initiative from Visa. And I have some questions for you, Mr. Loop, in just a few <laughs> minutes as well. Capital FM. Three wonderful guests in studio with us this morning. Sometimes I wish we could leave the mics on because sometimes the conversations off air are, are as good as the ones we have on air. Because we're talking about influencer marketing, which we're going to come back to in just a moment, uh, Nelson. But uh, Sheila, marketing director of Visa, you mentioned uh, when we were talking about the campaign, uh, this incredible initiative from, from Visa. Um, it's a global campaign. Uh, and, you know, we're a country where technology, we kind of stand out because of technology. Um, do you see Kenya really shining on a global scale from, uh, I guess, at the end of it all, we're going to have, you know, people who have gotten the funding in different parts of the world. Do you think Kenya's going to kind of, let's, let's, let's just, let's be a little bit uh, ambitious. <laughs> lead, lead the stage globally, not just yeah. from an African perspective. Yeah. No, absolutely, Farid. So, um, so this is actually uh, the second year that Kenya has been selected to participate in the global program. Um, and we have had very strong winners. In fact, um, Nelson, who's sitting right next to me, um, was the audience favorite for the next stage, um, which happened um, in Dubai. And um, he was the audience favorite um, for the CIMIA, which is Central Europe, Middle East and Africa, um, you know, uh, competition. That's so incredible. already, yeah. um, you know, Kenya is, is shining. Um, and we, we, we even look to do a lot more with um, Nelson and some of the other winners just in terms of elevating them um, at, at, a, at a more, um, can I say, regional and, and global level. So definitely. And, and even since its launch, um, we've actually helped around 12,000 startups um, <clears throat> across 100 countries and, and raised about $16 billion um, of funding. So this really is um, having an impact on the, on the, on the startups. Um, and even as a... As a addition to this, we've launched what we're calling um, a Visa Africa FinTech Accelerator Program. So what this is, is almost like a boot camp, a three-month boot camp, where 40 startups every year will be invited to this cohort where they get mentorship, they get access to, you know, capital, they get a global platform on which to, you know, showcase their their their, their ideas, um, and really just trying to incubate um, some of these startups and, and help them, you know, grow and thrive. Yeah, That's so awesome. Really, really, um, uh, you know, interested in this space so on this fintech accelerator program um, we are currently calling for applications so all startups um, <clears throat> that at least have gone through series a you know of funding that have at least a minimum viable um, product um, you know can apply um, and this closes on the 25th of august so as a follow-up to the visa everywhere initiative we've actually launched this to even you know take this to the next level that's incredible yeah. uh i just come over to you nelson so so when she says you're an audience favorite yeah uh, this is obviously for for affluence yes. as well you're you're and i'm not i'm not trying to date you or ah. age, age you here <laughs> But you know you're you're in, you're playing in a in a in a in an arena with very young people I now. Know. I see a bit of gray in your beard, uh, like me. So, <laughs> so so it must be quite interesting for you, you know, to see, um, you know, the from where you sit as someone who's probably on the older level of the of the techpreneur kind of platform. Yeah. Uh, all these young people coming in, it, it must be quite incredible for you to see what this generation looks like. I know you've been in the game for a while, but but look at the next generation. It must be, it must be wonderful to see. Yeah, it is. And it's, uh, you're right. I'm playing in a space where, you know, we have the new generation, but I've had the opportunity to <coughs> work across decades from, mm. you know, the older into the new. 
And one thing they say about you know older founders is in they're more successful than younger founders because mm. you're more relaxed. You uh, you have a good head on your shoulder and stuff. And I think that's but that's the formula, right? Yeah. This is the experience, experience and the knowledge exactly, combined. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So using <coughs> using AI and data analytics as you do with affluence, mm. um, you know, how has that influence a, a, a sort of um, seg- sector changed? Uh, say in the last. I mean, we can say in the last three years because yeah. it, it really has changed. When I go through my Instagram now, I'm seeing less and less hard sells mm. and more and more sort of subtle uh, conversations where a product kind of appears or doesn't. You know what yeah. I mean? So you yeah. kind of is, is that where it's headed now? It's got to be more creative. We can no longer say, you know, this is the best coffee in the world. Yeah. You know, we can't do that anymore, right? How has it changed? How have you seen it change in, say, the last three Yeah, years? so the change has come in, especially on the, you know, the authenticity and the trust side of things, you know. So, uh, like we said, people are more designing today. Customers are designing. They can see right through what you're talking about. They can tell that you've been paid by a brand to, you know, put it out there. So how it's changing is that, first of all, we are moving away from that traditional celebrity socialite types, you know, because uh, numbers don't mean anything nowadays to consumers. I, I think relatability does, authenticity does. People just want to know the truth, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Things like hashtags are things of the past now. You know, Wh- brand what? mentions <laughs> are things of the past. No, are you serious? <laughs> hashtags are yeah, gone? they're gone. Let me tell you, as in you, hashtag campaigns, it's the easiest to get a, a product trending, right? Mm. But you'll trend day one, day two slams down to normal. By day five, everyone has forgotten about mm. it. But when so, you drive... So what is, what, is the, what is the replacement of the hashtag? It's just driving authentic, relatable conversations with, uh, you know, amongst the audience, right. by the audience, uh, and that has an organic growth. You see that spike going and going and that's going. That's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, okay. Okay. So, so yeah, that's that's. Gonna have to be calling Nelson once a month, saying, "What's happening? <laughs> I just got an influencer gig. Should I use the hashtag or not? You know what I mean? That's, that's frightening to me. Yeah. Um, <coughs> my co-host Sonny is uh, obviously much yeah, more uh, involved in the influencer world than I am, and does a lot of really great content as well. Yeah. Um, uh, Sonny, just because I, it'd be interesting to get, get your take on it, because I know that mm. Sonny's content is also very. Uh, interesting and unique. Mm. Um, is that what you've seen as well in the last couple of years, what Nelson is saying? You know, I, I don't think I see it a lot from the brand perspective, but it's so refreshing to hear an uh, expert in this field say that because I completely agree with you, Nelson. And I think that at the end of the day, uh, it's, it's, it's important to be transparent when you're being paid to promote something, but it's also important to uh, honestly like the product that you're yes. promoting and it, that will be authentic that, and that will shine through like you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I think that people, brands, and even like individuals and influencers on social media platforms are quite tired with the way the algorithm works and tired with, of, of how much advertising is pushed at them. Mm-hmm. So you're right. When you look at an influencer, you're hoping to see somebody who... Uh, can tell you their true opinion on something exactly. that they like or dislike and, and often have the most influence when they're not even trying to influence you one way or another. They're exactly. just being like, this is what I'm doing. And you're thinking, I'd love to do that too. Yeah, 100%. Okay. So that has changed for sure. It has. Um, I'll come back to you now. Uh, okay, well, actually, <coughs> excuse me, uh, two of you, but I'll, I'll start with um, 
<laughs> Sorry. I'll start with um, you, uh, um, Stephen, uh, on this question here, which is um, how does the future of influencer marketing look and what potential innovations can we anticipate uh, coming up? Yeah, so uh, thanks for that, Farid. So the future of uh, influencer marketing is, 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 is quite big. Huh? And what I'm seeing or what we are seeing is that we'll start getting into very niche markets, uh, niche niche conversations that are tailor-made to specific uh, audience segments to just where you, you plug in as a, as, as, as a brand and uh, you showcase how your brand actually plugs into that customer uh, mm -hmm. business life. Yeah? So as you're saying much, much earlier on, uh, the day for product placement where you just put an ad there, uh, it's far gone. <laughs> Customers uh, will see right through that. They want mm -hmm. to know uh, you, you're giving uh, us a product. How does that actually plug into my lifestyle? Mm. And that's where marketing is actually going into. Mm. Not talking about what the product is, but actually saying or showing what the product does to the customer. Mm. Uh, the other thing is that we are starting to see an increase in micro and nano influencers. This is uh, audiences that are closer to the customer. So uh, when it comes to uh, how you buy a, a, an item today, you're better off. Uh, there's a high likelihood that when someone who's close to you, your sister, your friend, your neighbor tells you that this thing works, you're actually going to buy that. So we are going to start seeing additional uh, utilization of these uh, markets where, or these audiences where uh, they're just around you, your nano influencers mm. being used to one person or showcase uh, the impact of a product in your lifestyle. So the future is looking very bright for me, I'll tell you that. <laughs> 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 As a nano influencer. Yeah. I'm gonna jump to you, uh, Sheila, very quickly. Um, from someone who you know I, and i have to put this out there my first ever I, we talked about it off my first ever paid job uh, as a production house my company was given to me by sheila in like 2007 for reds uh <laughs> yeah yeah sorry i know i know this was some time ago yeah 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 uh, I, I, by the way you look better now than you did then Sheila. i've got to put it out there now no you look great is what i'm saying yeah 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 um but 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 truthfully um and from a marketing perspective, are you seeing that shift as well from when you're looking at how you advertise pr your products? We really are, Farid. And, and when I think about, you know, um, marketing and advertising, you know, years ago, you know, your media plan previously used to be TV, radio, and then digital or, uh, and influencers was, you know, just a really small part and maybe an afterthought. Right now that has shifted. You know, I, I can't even remember the last time TV was kind of, you know, way up there. Right now it's all about, you know, how do I get my 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 communication closer to um, you know my audience so right now we are thinking about you know personas you know how do I map out my whole uh, audience into specific personas mm. and when I look at those personas who are those influencers whether micro nano etc um, that that actually speak to them you know um, it's it's totally pivoted in terms of you know where we're actually spending our money mm. so it's not on your traditional ATL it's moved into you know this sort of um, you know marketing you know with influencers as content creators and, and really trying to 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 um, become more authentic and closer to our customers and I guess then products like affluence are like super helpful to organizations that have um, you know a myriad of products uh, such as visa where you're not just pushing one thing the old days it was the visa card now it's a million different things um, I guess that's what you really need is products like affluence to say this is the product we're pushing in our next financial period uh, or these are the products. Um, how do I, how do I get the best value for my buck when I'm pushing these out to 
to make sure people and, and again visa is a lifestyle product right it's not it's not it's not a, it's not a can of beer or you know what i mean it's a lifestyle product so a your marketing strategy has to be on point but you need the data analytics and the ai to help you to decide how and when and who is going to push that brand absolutely i think everything now is data driven it's really all about um what's the data telling you what audiences are you targeting um you know how do you really hone in on you know that audience and get really specific about um you know the communication you're putting across that's going to be relevant you know to that to that audience so yeah it's 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 totally changed Farid it's not a one-size-fits-all anymore um, you really have to be um, laser focused in terms of you know how you communicate how you invest and you know how you drive it yeah as marketing and I, I'm gonna ask this as we wrap up to the three of you and I'll start with you again Sheila here has is it more complex to market a product now than it was say 15 years ago I believe it's much more complex. Right. I mean, our audiences are getting a lot more sophisticated. Um, gone are the days when, you know, you just had uh, s TV stations where people will sit at nine o'clock and, you know, watch TV right now to get the attention of mm -hmm. your audiences is, is, is really difficult. And I'm sure you're seeing it in your, your space as well. You know, people have access to podcasts. They have access to, I mean, people choose what they want to listen to what they want to see so to really find those spaces and connect in those areas of interest that's really complicated mm -hmm. and I think data is really the way that will help us um, you know find the right um, spots and, and and places to connect mm -hmm. yeah. and, and then uh, Nelson on that do you then offer that advice to the client through affluence because you have this hard information this data these data analytics do you offer that advice to the client or do they come to you with a marketing plan is it kind of a collaborative effect it's collaborative so they'll tell me what their objectives are I'll use data to let them know how best to get this this communication out to their audiences how make it more impactful right and just to say like I always say we are a solution built out of Kenya but we're serving the globe because we're working in 23 countries because of that's just the very nature of AI and how it's disrupting the marketing space so we have clients across Africa Asia Europe and US who are getting to use our platform to be able to really understand their audiences where they are. We have guys working out of you know, um, uh, you know, states in the U.S. We in in London and using this platform made out of Kenya with the AI to really uh, do impactful kind of uh, communications and uh, to to their target audience. Mm. So, so it's really that powerful. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> Stephen, from a, from a fintech perspective, you know, it's a very saturated. Uh, industry yeah. uh, fintech and it seems like every sort of tech young tech startup you meet has got some sort of fintech solution how does how do how do you how do you make a fintech stand out from the rest so one of the main things is uh, solve a problem so one of the biggest things that uh, uh, you, you need to look at or uh, consider as a business or as a fintech is what exactly are you solving for the, for the customer so that's how you stand out um, making sure that uh, your customer is able to do a certain thing in the best way possible and they're able to access uh, your product or your product enables them to do to solve an issue that they are facing with. and it would be a problem thing. that hasn't been solved right mm -hmm. so you're not gonna uh, okay or maybe <coughs> you can solve it better yeah so there, there <coughs> but I'm saying if you're creating a money transfer money wallet solution is going to be better than M-Pesa. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> otherwise people are not going to migrate to your... So so solve a problem or solve a problem better than someone who's doing it? So you can find a problem and solve it fast. That's going to be hard. 
But then there's the other side of it. You can take an already existing experience <coughs> and optimize it or clean it up mm. and make sure that it is done in a much, much better, cleaner mm. uh, way than the customer is actually used to. Okay. Yes. Okay. Fa final question, uh, and I'll come back to you, Sheila, for this one. Um, with the initiative by Visa, the help and the assistance you're giving young, or not young, just startups, um, is that what's missing, in your opinion, from the tech startup world here in Kenya is that structure of having someone or a like a visa come in and say we can help absolutely so I think some of the things we've we've picked up on in terms of um, where these startups need support so number one it's mentorship so you know how do you run a business how do you um, you know look at Acce accessing funding um, how do you um, get customers how do you you know basically the the the, the um, detail around just how to do your startup um, make it thrive and, and really get yourself onto a platform that will you know give you the success that you need so mm. what we are coming in to do is really help um, startups get that platform um, to to elevate their business um, through mentorship through uh, business training um, and even through access to capital that's incredible and like we said in the beginning when you have visa as a funder of your platform it's very easy to go for the next round of funding Absolutely. because you guys would have a discerning taste, I imagine, in who you're going to fund and who you're not going to fund. Uh, companies like Affluence as well, which are incredible initiatives. And uh, Luke, too. Thank you guys so much for coming in. Stephen, Nelson, and Sheila, it's a pleasure to see you guys. Congratulations on the great work. Uh, and anytime you want to come back, by all means, please, uh, please do. Thank you. Thank you. Capital